2: Welcome to Fantasy Football Weekly, a production of iHeartRadio.
1: Time now for Fantasy Football Weekly from iHeartRadio, your weekly source for the nation's best fantasy football advice, speculation, and whatever stupid stuff they decide to drop into the show. Now, here's your host, Paul Charchian.
2: It's a draft day edition of Fantasy Football Weekly. I am Paul Charchian, my co host today, Scott Fish. What's going on, Charch? Man, it's, I love this time of I year. Oh, it's the best. It is. It's Why so, can't so we best. have a draft like once a month? I know, <laughs>
3: especially a draft and an offseason like this one. Let's get this every year. This is un- They're like fantasy teams out there. They really are, aren't they? Yeah. And, you
2: know, largely at the wide receiver position, which yes. has just gone straight up crazy.
3: Yeah, the wide receivers want money and the teams don't want to pay them their original contract. Trade them off to someone who will and yes. draft a new one.
2: It's nuts. <laughs> When uh the the when the two Brown trades went down on yes. Thursday, I'm
4: like, What? Yeah.
2: You know, okay, the AJ Brown one wasn't a total surprise because we knew there was a money issue. Yeah. But Marquise Brown, yeah. Out of the blue, and then on Friday acknowledging that he asked for the trade. Yep. Yep.
3: Wow. Well, I kind of knew something was up when he showed up at the Arizona Cardinals stadium, their fan party within minutes of the train. <laughs> it's, it's been in the works. Apparently. Are, you, are you coincidentally <laughs> down in Arizona uh, or was this actually a thing that was happening? Yeah. It'd be behind the
2: So I want to break down all of the offensive skill position players, the fantasy relevant pl- players from the draft. Uh, so that would be the six wide receivers that were taken. Mm-hmm. The one quarterback that was taken. Yeah. Just one. Yes. Um, and then let's, let's, and maybe we'll let's start by breaking down the two trades. Sure. Let's start there. AJ Brown goes to the Eagles mm-hmm. and you know, there was a lot of thought that the Eagles were going to go receiver with this pick anyway, but they decided to take the sure thing. And one of the most impactful wide receivers when healthy.
3: Yes. Yeah, it's, it's one of those situations, at least for a fantasy standpoint, we'll talk about what the Eagles did with that pick and who they got and how they replaced AJ Brown uh, a little later, but uh it's it's a situation where Jalen Hurts is like a 58% thrower. He's not good to the left or the middle. Um, these are spots where A.J. Brown can help, hopefully. <laughs> I don't think he can make him a better passer, but he, They were the run-heaviest team. Bigger radius, right? Yes. Bigger catch huge, radius. Yes, yes. But he A.J. Brown is go- good with the yak and good in short and intermediate. So, um, it, The Eagles were the run-heaviest team in the NFL last year. This has to be, in my mind... In Maybe in the Eagles' minds, we need to work on the pass a lot more than we have. We've been depending on the run. Mm -hmm. What do you think there?
2: You don't make this move if you don't want to try to balance your offense. And they're also, I think, trying to give themselves one more chance to just make sure what they've got in Jalen Hurts by taking really more of the excuses off the board for him to not – Perform at a high enough level as a passer. If you can't get it done now with the back-to-back first-round picks, and now AJ Brown, Brody with weapons,
3: yeah, and you've got and you've and, got Smith,
2: yeah, you got Goddard,
3: you've got Goddard resigned, you got. Brown re-signed. You got Smith on his rookie contract. If Hurts doesn't work out, there's a lot of good rookie quarterbacks yeah. next year. So. And
2: this pounds the nail into Jalen Rager's coffin. <laughs> Don't
3: you think? I heard uh, earlier in the week they were looking for trade suitors for him, and I'm like, who is
2: good on what? Done. Yeah, very. I mean, you know... Uh, seventh rounder eighth round. Eighth I, don't, rounder. I don't
3: even know about that.
2: Yeah. It's uh, <laughs> yeah. He's been a, uh, he's been a bust unfortunately for Philadelphia yeah. fans. So, you know, AJ Brown, to me, this is a, for him, just his fantasy value. Yes. This is a step backwards. You know, he goes from a competent passer and also with Tennessee defenses are always first and foremost, trying to stop Derek Henry. Yep. Um, I, I don't, I don't love this for A.J. Brown. I'm not saying this is a catastrophic move for him, but as somebody that what might have been a third-round pick I think maybe falls into the fourth round in redraft.
4: How do yeah, you feel and about
3: even this? in Dynasty, he was like a consensus top five or six, seven-type player because of his position and his youth and whatnot. Uh, I have it as a slight downgrade for him. He's going to see... Uh, you know, a target share, like he didn't have to share with anyone. He was way better than all the receivers in Tennessee. And yes, that includes Julio Jones last year, who was not good last year. Um, He's, he's always been like the main only guy. Sure. There's the old adage that Devonta Smith being on the other side should free up AJ Brown a little bit, but they just don't throw a lot. And that's just other targets to, to, you know, Devonta Smith and God, there's there's just not going to be enough to go around to like he had at that wide receiver one like clear-cut guy in Tennessee.
2: Another team that runs the ball a lot, Ravens. Yeah. And I think Marquise Brown just said, you know what? I'm I I want to get paid and I need to have a lot more production to get paid. Mm-hmm. And if Christian Kirk can manage the Cardinals offense to turn into what he got. Maybe I can, you know, maybe I can do something like that as he gets reunited with his college quarterback, yeah. Kyler Murray.
3: That might be a win-win on, uh, like a, on several fronts, Marquise Brown getting to his college quarterback, Kyler mm. Murray, who they, they are trying to make happy down there, Yeah, you know, going out and get hit, getting a, a good friend and, uh, college quarterback. Yeah. That's, uh, and that college quarterback thing, I've, I've been talking about this recently. It used to be like, oh, they play together in college and then it didn't pan out.
2: Right. All the but time. Recently,
3: I mean, like you got Burrow to chase and you got Waddle to Tua and you yeah. got, now you got Adams to Carr and you got mm-hmm. Kyler to, it's starting to work out a little bit. I love seeing that.
2: Rashad Bateman has to step up a big time and make good on his draft position from last year. <laughs>
3: yeah, he he really does. He Like it's Bateman and it's, you know, and it, they, they released uh, Miles Boykin. Like they it's, did. it's a very shallow wide receiver quarterback. I wouldn't expect I would expect them to make some moves here a wide receiver in this draft.
2: Uh, uh, I think that's it's probably it's probably safe to say. And you know, at least for the moment, that whole Baltimore passing offense goes through the tight end position.
3: It really does. Yeah. And and you know what? They they have the right guy for it. <laughs>
2: Fortunately they do. Uh does this change? All right, so let's just spend a moment on, on Marquise Brown. I think value goes up. I think he's got a better passer as a quarterback right now. And the Cardinals made a sizable investment in his success by giving up the first rounder.
3: I think I, maybe I have him about even, uh, I can see the up, but he's also got more to contend with. It is a high flying offense. They do a run, a lot of touchdowns in down mm-hmm. there The last two years, um, Ky- between Kyler and Connor and the year before it was, uh, you know, uh, I'm blanking on the two running backs. They were Chase Edmonds and the guy, Kenyon Drake. Yeah. Um, they, yeah, they just run a lot of touchdowns. So I have more just because there's more competition for those touchdowns there, and for and for wide receiver targets. I have him about even just because he was taking such a share of a low volume pass offense in Baltimore. Yeah, um, yeah, that's that's where I have him. I have Hopkins just about steady as well. Okay. I, I didn't change their positions too much in my rankings.
2: Sounds good. Let's go to the draft. Yes, and some of the players that uh, ended up being drafted, and it we thought that receivers were going to go pretty early and and mass but they ended up going even earlier yes and you know we we saw six six players six wide receivers taken in the first 20, uh, 18 selections
3: yeah that's in a 10 picks sl- sl- like Grouping, yeah, too. right.
2: None went before pick. Uh, I eight. think it's one hundred eight to one
3: eighteen. Yeah, where they crazy. All went. Crazy, crazy.
2: Yeah. All right, so let's start with the first guy off the board. Everybody thought the Falcons would go wide receiver. It's just a matter of which one. Yeah. They ultimately decided to go with Drake London, so they went with the big-bodied guy yes. with uh, all the body control, the crazy product, productivity at USC. Yep, and it's a signal to me that Galva Ridley ain't playing for that team this year.
3: Yeah, it it, it really is. I. I mean, he wasn't going to win a suspension at all, anyway. I can I can't, I can't imagine him coming yeah. back winning 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 to get back on the field for this year. Um, it is one thing where I look at that offense now with Drake London, this big-bodied, you know, six four guy. We got uh, Kyle Pitts who works mostly outside, but um, that offense is. Possibly starting to shape into something in a couple of years. Not so much this year, but I would almost start to invest in Marcus Mariota a little bit. <laughs> mm-hmm. I
2: agree. You know, Mariota, you always get some sneaky scrambling in there with Mariota, Mariota yep. as well. Um, loved, love uh, several elements of Drake London's game. Go ahead. Yes.
3: I was going to say, I think this is good for Pitts too.
2: It is it's good for Pitts. They needed right. someone else yes, there. Yes, they did. They, ha- they needed they needed somebody else that, you know, with all due respect to Auden Tate, and uh, Olamides Zacchaeus, yes, they needed, they, needed, uh, they needed a game changer, and that can be Drake London, yeah, and
3: very uh, Mike Evans type guy, probably a better route sure. runner though. Coming out,
2: yeah, I think that's probably accurate, that's yeah. probably accurate. But physically, the build he might big, even be thicker than Evans, I think, big
3: contested catcher, yeah. yeah, for
2: sure, for sure. Um, I think Drake London, so Drake London was the first wide receiver taken mm-hmm. in the NFL draft in Dynasty. Do you believe he should be the first wide receiver taken?
3: Until I see what else they do with their wide receiver car, I, I have him and Burks pretty close. I, I was higher on Burks than most. Uh, like I know he's, they people have soured on him over the last uh, couple months, but he's just so I don't care about the four five five forty as mm-hmm. much as other people. But uh, those guys are my one two, and they're kind of flipping back and forth in my head, kind of like uh, the AJ Brown DK Metcalf year. <laughs>
2: I my you know my hesitation on making Drake London the first wide receiver in a rookie draft.
3: Yeah. Who's throwing him the ball in two years? I think you can say that about five of these six quarterbacks. Zach Wilson, I think, could probably be the Jets starter in Mm -hmm. two years, but we'll we'll go through them. But every one of these guys, I think two years from now is a different quarterback.
2: The next wide receiver off the board was Garrett Wilson, who goes to the Jets for a Wilson to Wilson connection here. Um, he is slippery. He's fast. Yes. Downfield separation. Known for these big, big yeah. plays at Ohio State.
3: Yep, Tw- over twenty plays of twenty plus yards. Ooh, yeah. that's sexy. Yes. I mean, the
2: Jets haven't had a bona fide big downfield threat receiver since uh, Altoon. I don't know
3: it's, it's been a long time. That was the Altoon Jerry rice draft, right, like where they were both being considered, and yeah, yeah.
2: um, so you know, what are your thoughts on on Garrett Wilson? Uh, many people thought he was the best receiver in this draft,
3: yeah, he was my son's be- favorite receiver oh, on the draft, the <laughs> yeah, uh. Yeah, I had him as two and three most of the time uh, going going into the draft. Um, I feel like this is a decent spot. I think he, I love wide receivers that can grow with a quarterback for a long time, and I think that's probably what they have in Zach Wilson, mm-hmm. assuming he can improve in year two. I thought
2: Zach got a lot better he did. at the end of the year. He
3: did. It, especially there was a spot in the middle of the season where he got really – like he looked really decent in the middle of the season for a bit there. Um, this offense in general, though – Like, I'm starting to like it. It's starting to shape hold. Like, Carter is a decent pass catching back uh, when he got those opportunities with Mike White under. He can be a good guy in that running game. Then they got. Elijah Moore, who really broke out for yep. for quite a stretch, but he's you know he had battled injuries and stuff. Um, and Corey Davis, you, you make him the third wide receiver? Or yeah,
2: for, I like him as a third. Former, yeah. one, former
3: fifth overall pick in the NFL draft, like lots of potential, lots of size there. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that trio, I kind of like where this offense is starting to head.
2: Yeah and I, you know I th- honestly, I think they kind of hit all their draft picks. So, you know, I like this well. We don't have to get into the defensive players, but you know, that's I thought they I thought at the end of the day that team had a had a really nice Thursday. Okay, let's go to the uh, let's go to the next player. Taken. That was Chris Olave, also Ohio State, another huge speed guy, mm-hmm. um a guy that I think is more of a technician than Wilson is. Uh I trust him to run routes better. Um also a bunch of big plays for him as well. He ends up ultimately going to the Saints obviously a wide receiver needy team.
3: Yeah, it's, it's that, that's what it is. That's what it is for Alave for me. I, I like him as a player. I probably would have had him closer to four or five in my rankings. Uh, he, like you said, he's, he's great. Right. He's both of these, both Ohio state guys kind of got the same thing. They're decent route runners. They're speedy guys that can take the top off. They're a little bit slippery. Um, We've used slippery twice in this podcast now. I know. That's, that's, well, that's, man, that's
2: a good good term for these guys. Right.
3: But yeah, Michael Michael Thomas is making cryptic tweets. I don't know if that means he's going to be there or if he's going to stay there. Yeah, who big, knows, big right? Year, yeah. Wide receivers and their cryptic tweets, I tell you. Um, but yeah, he's a big play guy. James Winston can sling it. Uh, I, I yeah. like the spot. They needed a wide receiver. Um, it's. I mean, there's the depth chart alone, he's going to start a lot.
2: He's going to start. yeah, uh, almost, almost certainly Chris Olave is uh he would he went third uh in this in this grouping. That feels feels about right. Yeah. I mean, you know, Mariota I I look you know I thought Marcus uh, not Mariota, sorry, Jameis Winston uh, forever lo- tied from that 2014 no, draft. I <laughs> uh I thought Jameis Winston was uh had really thrown materially shorter passes last year but when I looked up the info and it granted it wasn't for a, we didn't get a long stretch of him. He threw just as many, as much downfield last yeah. year as he had with the box.
3: Yeah. He's, he's not a guy I would worry about. Like it's a completely new offensive scheme down there. Like yeah. it's, it's Sean Payton's gone and it's not like, it's not like his arm fell off. Like a Matt Ryan or Carson Wentz or what? Like right, right. he's young enough. His arm's still there. Like he's still got the capability. So I'm not worried.
2: Alright, then, and with the variant, when I say then, I mean literally the next pick. So, we have three receivers in a row. From
3: the, Ohio State, Well, Jameson Williams was you yeah, know.
2: briefly there. Briefly. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, before he decided he wasn't going to be able to make an impact there yeah. and get on the field. Uh, Minnesota gives up the 12th pick for Detroit. They go Jamison Williams. Yes. So, this puts uh, fantasy owners in a real quandary about what to do about a guy who may not play all this year, or maybe you don't get him till Thanksgiving or maybe Halloween. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do with the Jameson Williams
3: well the Vikings gonna to have to figure out a way to cover him after oh, <laughs> making that <yeah>. trade <laughs> I
2: know
3: uh Jameson Williams I absolutely loved watching last year you watch him and like he is he's the definition of slipper he's so elusive when he gets the ball in his hands he bre- he can break through two two defenders can be closing with an angle and he'll somehow get right through him yeah um a lot of these receivers in this first round that are going here are big play guys. He does have the injury. They expect him back by October. He was like hopping and skipping up to the podium. I, know. So, I, I wonder
2: what happened after that, right? Yeah, it's, I wonder, I wonder if that was a little involved, bit for show. Or
3: some, was there an ice bath afterwards? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I really do like him here. I think that Goff, you know, they're loading it. Maybe it's a situation they're they're loading Goff up with weapons, but they got they still got picks in this round. There there are still quarterbacks out there. Maybe there's a new quarterback. Maybe it's Goff, but this offense, this Lions team, the Dan Campbell man, I am liking what they're doing. You know how I feel about Amon Ra from last year. I yep. never shut up about him. Uh, I think I'm. Well, you're Ra pretty quiet for
2: the first couple of months.
3: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think he was my takeoff a couple times. He shouldn't have bad uh. last year, <laughs> but I think I think Amon Ra takes a slight hit. He's not going to get those. T- consistent 10 plus catch days. DJ Chark is there. Like they have a lot of stuff there. So it's going to be interesting how much it's good. They got Jamison Williams because they have other stuff they can rely on until he gets healthy.
2: They do. Uh, you just feel like the lions know they're not going to compete this year. So you may as well take the, you know, receiver that can help you next year and beyond. Yeah, and that's, that's a very good that's point. That's Williams. So dynasty, where do you, where does Williams slot in among these receivers?
3: I have, I, I'm I'm just so fascinated with him, how he plays. I know he's slender, but I have him right now. I have basically the one, a one B for me are Burks and uh, Burks and um, gosh, London London. Um, and Jameson Williams is right behind them. And actually there's a little gap after that for me. If your dynasty team isn't
2: set to compete this year, does that flip the script? Does that move Williams to number one?
3: I think it makes it more of an ABC for me. <laughs> I think it's, I, th- I can see that it's close. For and,
2: me. and Detroit probably will be drafting. I think Detroit's going to get three or four wins better next year, uh, but still within range to get their quarterback of the future next year in, the, yep. in a quarterback late in draft. Yep. So I think for me, if I'm, if I already know my dynasty team isn't going to compete this year, I think I'm going Jameson Williams and, and I'm, I'm just going to fine with it. You I'm know not, what
3: the, the track record of, of, of those sub 180 pound guys is not good, no. but Devonta Smith just, you know, proved us wrong last year on that. Or it's uh, yeah, it's not good, but he's, he's special. He looks special out there. Plus we got to see how he looks after the ACL tear. It doesn't seem to be as much of a problem these days, but
2: no, but it's still always a thing. And yeah. does it, does it sap, even a little bit of his trademark speed-cutting ability. Don't know. Mm. Hopefully not. When we come back, we've got two more wide receivers to talk about. Jahan Dotson, Traylon Burks, and Kenny Pickett. One quarterback Mm -hmm. in the first round. I had two quarterbacks going, but only because the second one was going with the last pick. I had the Lions going quarterback at 32 Ah. uh, pre-draft. Uh, There were, as it turned out, uh, just the one taken. And and we'll talk through those scenarios when we come back.
0: There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! Coming!
2: Welcome back, Fantasy Football Weekly. Paul charging Scott Fish with you. GuillotineLeagues.com, getting uh, close to, uh, we're closing in on, on opening getting up. Ready. Yeah, opening up for 2022. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Get those Did, super chops super, going. I know. Can't wait. Including the Scott Fish Bowl super Heck chop. yeah. So we made, it was $7,000. That's just awesome. Yeah. And amazing. That is amazing. That? Uh, Best Christmas ever was our charity that we used, uh, which is certainly in the feel of Toys for Tots. Yes. So we tried to sort of stay yes. in alignment a little bit. Very wonderful. We've already talked through four of the receivers that got taken, the first four receivers taken in the NFL draft on Thursday, first round. Let's continue with Jahan Dotson. He ends mm-hmm. up going to Washington after they trade down to 16.
3: Yeah, it's, uh, this is probably is the, he slippery? the reach of him. Uh, the reach of the wide receivers. Uh, I didn't think he would go in the first, but I knew there was a lot of buzz for him to go in the first. I would have put him as sixth out of this in my mm-hmm. in my rankings. Um, I'm kind of a Sky more guy. I might have had Sky Moore I like even Sky above. Moore. Him. Yes. So, uh, no, he's like a couple of these guys. He's got that slender, not not huge. There's not a... It's weird how the NFL is starting to get a lot more of these, you know, smaller, you know, speedy, elusive receivers, and not as many of the big bodies that there used to be. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's he's got that slender build. He's not as fast as the other guys, but he's got good hands. You know, he runs decent routes. Um, it's it's nice to put a pairing with uh, McLaurin over there for, for I guess for Carson Wentz for now.
2: <laughs> for now. It's uh. You know, I I am less of a, a Wentz hater than most, uh, but I wasn't until last year. Last year really roughed me out. The, the, the end <laughs> of the I, season was tough. He was a sleeper
3: the later on target for me, and yeah.
2: Was. Um. Okay. So you know, for Dotson, yeah. You're almost. You know, if I take Dotson now, it's not necessarily to start him now. Um, I don't know. I think at best he'd be a spot starter this season. I think Probably. you're almost playing for the for Washington to wash out and try to get the right quarterback next year.
3: I, I suppose that's the long term goal. I don't even think his short term like is that bad. I think it's right along the lines is what I thought with. Uh, um, uh, Deami Brown last year, where I'm like, this guy could come in and just soak up all the random, you know, rotation of wide receiver targets. Deami Brown was a later pick and not as good and couldn't do it. And I thought his best asset fit with Fitz. I think this where they they took him this early they they almost want him to start and he can t- all those guys that came in as a rotation for that wide receiver two spot in Washington, I think he can just take that over. It's probably not early in the season, but I think he will be spot startable, you know, mid season or more.
2: Can Carson Wentz feed two wide receivers? Oh, that is a good question. Right. And you know, we know the tight end (laughs) position is going to have a certain amount of productivity because it always does. Yeah. But has Carson Wentz ever fed a tight end, a number one receiver and a second receiver like ever? It doesn't feel like there was there was ever a viable, yeah. deeper Philadelphia receiver. You know, back when Ertz and Goddard were getting paid and getting theirs. I just don't know that and I don't know that Wentz can do
3: that. Even if he does, what if Riverboat Ron sees what was done with Debo and he's like, I'm gonna make Curtis Samuel this guy and Curtis Samuel's the second rec- like they use him a- they right. use him a lot more touches. Yeah. And then the, the basically the second receiver becomes the third receiver and there's no value. Yeah, I we, can see that.
2: Yeah, that would be a, another another way this thing could go badly Easily in the could short happen. term.
3: Yeah, so once again, I have him sixth out of these six.
2: Much more ready to contribute right away is Traylon Burks. He yes. was the sixth of the six receivers to go, but it's only a pick 18. And he walks into basically a wide receiver one role for Tennessee. He's absolutely ready to be productive right now he was yep. as nfl ready as anybody outside of drake london uh that walk walking into this uh walking into this class i see some compar- comparables out there to debo samuel but i i don't see it so much but they used him in all kinds of ways that's where the comparison the is yeah.
3: i i don't think it's it's i mean he's a he's way bigger than debo samuel it's it's not his build it's it's just that they used him as like you know like uh, jack knife, movable chess piece, yep. one whatever one of those you want to use. Um, but I think his more better comparable was actually AJ Brown, which is inter- interesting that that trade was AJ Brown. Yeah. And basically saving 20 million a year for, <laughs> for Traylon Burks and a third rounder. Uh, I think he can jump right into that same role. AJ Brown had, um, maybe use him in a few different separate ways, but I I I wrote this down the other day or this morning whatever that AJ Brown was held under 50 yards in 8 of 13 games last year. Yeah. Like even as the even as the main target like right, and he right. was injured a lot. Tra- no,
2: okay, but there were a lot of mitigating factors. Like AJ Brown was hurt a lot and playing hurt a lot and yeah. then also no Derrick Henry. Yeah. So then it came down to, it well, will take away defenders. Defenses would just take away AJ Brown. Yep. And there was nobody left to, nobody left to win with.
3: Yeah. So I, I even early in the season with a, with Derrick Henry, I believe he was under 50 yards in four of the six games, mm. which is, is not the best. Um, yeah, you're right. And they may get another, another, another weapon or something in the offense that will take, take some you know looks off of burks but for right now he's he's going to be the main guy so for fantasy for redraft you're like he's the number 1 wide receiver yes. in tennessee and how often are we taking number one wide receivers outside of the top 10 rounds? Like it's really rare. Like right. they're, they're going to find production just off of volume alone. Correct.
2: Yeah. Correct. Even if, you know, even if it takes them a while to get up to speed, even if the talent isn't, what we think it is just through sheer repetition. Yeah. Traylon Burks can have, have some success
3: with how good he is in space and how much, how much he can do different things.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: It's hard not to believe they won't figure out ways to get him involved. Have to. Yeah. Half two. Yeah.
2: So I, I, love, he's, I
3: like for his size. He's so explosive. He, he's so explosive
2: yeah. for a 225 pound receiver. Yeah. You know, yeah. usually you don't he, have those kinds of traits that can allow you to run away from yeah. defenses. I
3: mentioned the two defenders having an angle and Jamison Williams splitting them. Him at his size and speed makes sense. Traylon Burks does it too.
2: Yes. And he doesn't have the same kind of straight line speed either. Yeah. yeah. I think he just does it through savvy angles. I
3: will say his game tape looks faster than that. I I agree with that. (laughs) I
2: agree with that. Uh, All right. We, I think you and I are lockstep that we feel like Burks and Drake London are the best set up to make an immediate impact. Yeah.
3: Yep. Absolutely.
2: Let's go to the only quarterback taken in the first round. Kenny Pickett goes to the Steelers. He's a very safe selection. Yes. An accurate passer, uh, yep. particularly short and mid-range passer. Mm-hmm. He's uh, the most cerebral of, of the high-end mm-hmm. passers in this in this group. Out he of all the quarterbacks, better.
3: maybe him and Ritter are the two most NFL-ready looking.
2: Agreed. Probably. Agreed. I, I'm fascinated by Matt Corral's upside, but yep. that's I think it'll take some years. A couple years. of those guys upside in there. Um, so, you know, for me, Pickett, although I like the fact that he's got some – Viable targets, Mm -hmm. Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, uh, and a great receiving running back, and Najee Harris. But, man, just the arm limitations really worry me. You know, your your best-case scenario is he's something approximating Drew Brees. He'll never be Drew Brees. Something (laughs) approximating Drew Brees where he can really just, you know, throw nice, accurate passes and let his playmakers do what, you know, make big plays after the catch. But I worry about Kenny Pickett being able to create his own box scores.
3: Yeah. And he's, he doesn't put up the rushing numbers either. Oh, he's, I mean, we've seen him be mobile, but Mm -hmm. like, Maybe Joe Burrow mobile, you know, maybe not even Joe Burrow mobile, but uh, he did score something like 13 or 14 touchdowns in the last two years, just quick Mm -hmm. run-ins, Josh Allen style. So maybe there's some hope (laughs) there, but I'm pretty much with you. I think it's a safe pick and I can see him being a, you know, you're going to want him as he'll probably be a QB two in, in super flex and you can hope for better.
2: Mitch Trubisky might just hold that job. I mean, that's not out of the question here. It really isn't. And they're paying him $18 million this year. And they're not, they're not obligated to start Kenny Pickett be, despite spending the yeah. 20th selection in the draft on him. I, th-
3: I, think I'm, I think I could see an easy route where a quarterback gets drafted on day two that I, I still put over Pickett as my QB1. Yeah,
2: depending <laughs> on landing spot. Yeah, that's a possibility. Uh, let me give you this. Tampa ends up moving down.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: They got Tom Brady in what is probably his last year, yep. right? Yep. You know, yep. so it almost was his last year last year.
3: I can't wait for it to be Brady's last year, and then he he's done with the box. He's like, who else should I go to? <laughs>
2: Maybe. Well, it almost <laughs> happened if you believe the reports about Miami. Yeah. Um. You know, they might be a sneaky team that ends up taking one of these developmental quarterbacks because they- Willis. Yeah, they got Prile, yep, yep. And, and letting that guy just sit and learn from Tom Brady and see what you got—that'd be pretty awesome. Yeah, I, I would love
3: it. it By was. the way, how cool is it for Kenny Pickett that the the his college team, you know, Pittsburgh Pit team, has the same practice facility as the Steelers? Yeah, crazy, right? He, he <laughs> just <laughs> does. he's gonna park in a different spot unless he yeah. liked his spot. Maybe he like, maybe <laughs> he <laughs> found a, a good little nook <laughs> in the corner where he'll park in the same spot. I don't uh, know. <laughs> that's
2: so funny. Um, you know. Next week's show, uh, I will not be here by the way. I'm not expected to be here. I, it'll be you will be here, which yes. is great. We'll talk through the key players that went in rounds two through seven, not all of them because there's too many. Oh, we'll make it um, no. but <laughs> four hour podcast, yeah, yeah. we'll get it done <laughs> exactly. We're gonna break down that seventh <laughs> round of running back from El Paso,
3: UDFAs,
2: too. Everything, yes, everybody. Um, but you'll have the chance to talk about the running backs that did not go here. I was hoping that Kenneth Walker, like sneak into the bottom.
3: Ken, he likes to be called Ken. Did oh, you, I didn't know. Is he Did on you Ken hear this? Now? No, he said, said that. He said that at the draft. He likes to be called Ken.
2: All right. Ken I just Kenneth learned Walker. it too. I
3: just learned it too. So. All right.
2: Okay. <laughs> Ken Walker. Um, Kenneth is so formal. Kenneth. I know. Oh, I like it. Kenneth. I like Kenneth. Well, it, I do too. I think it's, I think it, it, ro- I think it, it rolls. Nice. I, it's, I'm with it's you. It's
3: not like Mitchell Trubisky. You know, yeah. That or,
2: was always weird. Yeah. I didn't
3: like that. Yeah. Ken,
2: I'm, I liked Kenneth. It started as Mitchell Trubisky. Yeah. Got shortened to Mitch Trubisky yeah. and then became <laughs> sad <laughs> Trombonsky. <laughs> you knew I,
4: I was I not
3: going to let that opportunity <laughs> no, go No, of course not. Nope. <laughs> Sad Trombonski, uh, Blue Button. Blue Button is your, well, you have, actually, you have, you, you have green if you oh, want the
2: straight, okay. normal, sad trombone.
3: I'll play around with the next But week. if you
2: want the American Pie, I think there's American Pie 2 mm. version, mm. then you get, then you go the Sky or Or Bandcap. Ah.
3: Yeah, that wasn't too right, the band cap thing. Yeah, that's right. Anyway.
2: Yeah, you'll get talking talk about Kenneth Walker, Brees Hall, <laughs> Isaiah Spiller, James Cook. Not out of the question Mm-mm. that the Vikings pair him. Oh boy, with his brother. And you use. He James says he's as, a better
3: pass catcher than his brother. No, well, he is he a better is. pass he catcher is. than his yeah. brother.
2: <laughs> that's, that's a <laughs> I fact.
3: Ju- I ju- yeah, I just like the the yes. camaraderie there. Yeah,
2: absolutely. The, um, and you know all the other uh, all the other key running backs, oh, yeah. depth receivers, Sky Moore, George Pickens, oh, Christian Pittens. Watkins, Watson. You know, he sounds like he might be a little.
3: Yeah, that's that's what I've heard. It's it's not the on-field, it's not the tape, it's uh, something else yeah, for
2: sure. Uh, maybe even a tight end there too that are that are worth mentioning. So that'll be coming up next week. Have fun with that one. Bro. Oh, it's going to be exciting. All right, thanks for listening, everybody. Back in one week. Fantasy football weekly is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your
1: favorite shows.